Wrestling with Theology is a weekly Bible study that seeks to equip you to wrestle with the theologies that surround us in our everyday life. Through these studies, your faith in Christ will be strengthened through the Scriptures and the Lutheran Confessions. Join Pastor Minton for these next few minutes as he helps you get ready to wrestle with theology. Once again, it is time for Wrestling with Theology. I am Pastor Doug Minton. This is episode number 92. So we now have the 30th of September upon us, the fifth Wednesday of the month. It is a wrestle extravaganza. And this is one of those wrestle extravaganzas where I have to take a moment at the beginning to apologize that there aren't too many links in the episode description because WWE has gone through and wiped and censored out most of the historic matches, especially from the matches that we are looking at today, which are the first 16 WrestleManias from 1985 Madison Square Garden until 2000. They've expunged most of them. Some of the earlier ones you can find, and I do have links to the videos there. Some you can find, but they're usually five or six minute highlights of the entire event. Or you can find old school wrestling podcast uh, reviews of each of the WrestleManias if you want to spend an hour on each one. But today I'm just going to spend about 20 minutes talking about the first 16 WrestleManias. WrestleMania 1, the granddaddy of them all, the first real major wrestling pay-per-view. March 31st, 1985, Madison Square Garden. Some of the matches included Ricky Steamboat defeating Matt Bourne, an intercontinental title match where Junkyard Dog defeated champion Greg Valentine by countout. The Iron Sheik and Nikolai Volkov defeated the U.S. Express for the World Tag Team titles. Then probably the greatest match on that card, career versus $15,000 body slam challenge. Andre the Giant versus Big John Stud. If Andre could body slam Stud, he would win $15,000. If he could not, he would have to retire. Andre did, in fact, body slam John Stud. Women's title match where Wendy Richter defeats Leilani Kai to win the title. And then the one that everybody talks about from WrestleMania 1. And just a sad, sappy match, in my opinion. Hulk Hogan and Mr. T defeating Paul Orndorff and Roddy Piper. With Muhammad Ali and Pat Patterson as guest referees. Bob Orton, who is in Orndorff's and Piper's corner, accidentally knocks out Orndorff with his cast from the top rope as Orndorff is trying, as holding Hogan, and Hogan is able to get the pen. WrestleMania 2, April 7th, 1986, and probably the dumbest move the WWF ever did with WrestleMania. They're like, let's hold it in three 
different places all in the same night. One part of the card was in Nassau Coliseum in Uniondale, New York. Another part in Rosemont Horizon at Rosemont, Illinois. And then the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena. And Nassau, you had Intercontinental Champion Randy Savage defeating George Steele. You had a boxing match where Mr. T defeated Roddy Piper by disqualification in the very first round. And Rosemont, you had a WWF versus NFL Battle Royal, where Andre the Giant wins, last eliminating Bret Hart. Some of the people involved in there from the NFL was Jimbo Covert from the Bears, Bill Fralick from the Falcons, Russ Francis from the 49ers, Ernie Holmes from the Steelers, Harvey Martin from the Cowboys, and The Refrigerator from the Bears. The WWF stars included Andre the Giant, Ted RCC, Tony Atlas, The Hart Foundation, The Killer Bees, Hillbilly Jim, The Iron Sheik, King Tonga, Pedro Morales, Bruno San Martino, Danny Spivey, and Big John Studd. The other major match from the Rosemont Horizon was the World Tag Team title match where the British Bulldogs won it for the first time from the Dream Team, Greg Valentine and Bruce Beefcake. The only major match from the LA side was the World Heavyweight Title Steel Cage match where Hulk Hogan defended the title against King Kong Bundy. I do have a video for that match. WrestleMania 3, touted as one of the best ones ever. And then also, if you follow Green Friday Wrestling, we just had a week of the videos on there. This is March 29th, 1987, Pontiac Silverdome in Pontiac, Michigan. Some of the great matches included a six-man tag team match with Hillbilly Jim, Haiti Kid, and Little Beaver defeating King Kong Bundy, Little Tokyo, and Lord Littlebrook by disqualification. This match was one of the better uses of the midget wrestlers that were willing to work with the WWF. Then you had the Loser Must Bow match. King Harley Race defeating Junkyard Dog. Hair versus Hair match. Roddy Piper defeating Adrian Adonis. Six-man tag team match. Danny Davis and the Hart Foundation defeating the British Bulldogs and Tito Santana. This was Danny Davis's wrestling debut. He had been a referee before that, but he had been blatantly biased towards heel wrestlers such as the Hart Foundation. That bias had caused the Bulldogs to lose the World Tag Team titles and Tito Santana to lose the Intercontinental title. Davis gets the pinfall on Davy Boy Smith after hitting him with Jimmy Hart's megaphone. Intercontinental title match had Ricky Steamboat defeating champion Randy Savage for the title. And the World Heavyweight title match, often considered one of the great, one of the greatest, if not the greatest WWF match before the Attitude Era, Hulk Hogan defending the title against Andre the Giant. But the hype is all there because it's the first time, air quotes there, first time Andre had ever been body slammed. Although if you look back on the Wrestling with Theology through, uh, through some of the pages, you will see that there are numerous times where Hulk Hogan or even Harley Race has body slammed Andre the Giant in the previous decade. But this is one of those things where the WWF tries to get you to forget those things. WrestleMania 4, March 27, 1988. Historic Atlantic City Convention Hall in Atlantic City, New Jersey. A one-night tournament for the vacant World Heavyweight title. Interesting first-round matchups include Ted DiBiase versus Jim Duggan, Greg Valentine versus Ricky Steamboat, One Man Gang versus Bam Bam Bigelow, 
and Jake Roberts versus Rick Rude. Quarterfinal matches include Hulk Hogan and Andre, both who had first round buys, and Greg Valentine versus Randy Savage. The only semifinal match had Randy Savage defeating One Man Gang by disqualification to face Ted DiBiase for the title. DiBiase received a semifinal bye when both Hogan and Andre were DQ'd in their match. Also on the card, Demolition defeated Strike Force to win the World Tag Team titles for the first time. Again, the idea of having a one-night tournament I enjoy, but it was not written very well even for the time. WrestleMania 5, April 2nd, 1989. Historic Atlantic City Convention Halls in Atlantic City, New Jersey, yet again. Uh, major matches on the card, the Twin Towers, Akeem and the Big Boss Man defeating the Rockers. The World Tag Team titles being defended by Demolition in a handicap match against the Powers of Pain and Mr. Fuji. Demolition comes out victorious. Intercontinental title match, Rick Rude defeated Ultimate Warrior to win the title. You have the Red Rooster, Terry Taylor, defeating Bobby Heenan, who had Brooklyn Brawler in his corner. And then you had the Civil War of the Mega Powers, where Randy Savage defended his World Heavyweight title against Hulk Hogan. Elizabeth managed both of the Mega Powers. And so she decided to stand in a neutral corner during the match. And although Hogan won the title and got it back again, Elizabeth stayed with Savage. WrestleMania 6, Sky Dome in Toronto, April 1st, 1990. World Tag Team title match where Demolition wins the titles again after defeating the colossal connection of Andre the Giant and Haku. A mixed tag team match where Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire defeated Randy Savage and Queen Sherry. Again, I'm not exactly sure why Dusty went into the WWF. Because Vince had nothing he wanted to do with him. So you have these dumb mixed tag matches with his manager Sapphire. You have the Orient Express defeating the Rockers. And then the match... The main event that was equally praised and reviled by reviewers as either the best or the worst match on the card, winner takes all, Ultimate Warrior, the Intercontinental Champion, facing off against Hulk Hogan, the World Heavyweight Champion. Ultimate Warrior wins, holds both titles for a day before dropping the Intercontinental title. Many reviewers have also said that this WrestleMania, WrestleMania 6, was one of the worst, and I would have to agree with them. WrestleMania 7, March 24th, 1991. Once again, back at the Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena. You have matches like Texas Tornado defeating Dino Bravo. The Nasty Boys winning the World Tag Team titles from the Hart Foundation. The retirement match where Ultimate Warrior defeated Randy Savage and Savage was forced to retire. Intercontinental title match where the big boss man defeated Mr. Perfect, the champion, by disqualification. The Legion of Doom defeated Power and Glory, the combination of Hercules and Paul Roma. Virgil defeated Ted DiBiase by countout in that 
time where Virgil decided he was no longer wanting to be the servant of the Million Dollar Man. And you have Hulk Hogan winning the title once again, this time defeating Sergeant Slaughter. And that's not even the best match on the card, because WrestleMania 7 has the first match of the streak. Undertaker defeating Jimmy Snuka. WrestleMania 8, April 5th, 1992, Hoosier Dome in Indianapolis. The streak continues as The Undertaker defeats Jake the Snake Roberts. World Heavyweight Title Match. Randy Savage defeated Ric Flair to regain the title. Once again, Savage comes out of retirement because Vince needed somebody to come up and and feud with Flair because he was not going to allow Flair versus Hogan. World Tag Team Titles, where the Natural Disasters defeated Money Inc. for the titles. The Legion of Doom were supposed to be the challengers in this match, but Hawk had been suspended from wrestling in WWF until after WrestleMania. And then we have Hulk Hogan defeating Sid Justice by disqualification. The biggest thing about this match, other than its just blatant stupidity, was the improvised ending due to Papa Shango, also known as Kama or the Godfather, missing his cue to interfere in the match. And apparently they've never let Papa Shango live that down. WrestleMania 9. April 4th, 1993, we move WrestleMania to Caesars Palace in Las Vegas. Intercontinental title match where Tatanka defeated champion Shawn Michaels by disqualification. The Steiner brothers defeated the Head Shrinkers. The world tag team titles as Money Inc., who had regained the titles, defeated the Megamaniacs of Hulk Hogan and Brutus Beefcake. Going on in the streak, Undertaker defeated Giant Gonzalez by disqualification when Gonzalez used Ether to knock out The Undertaker. Most of the ringside fans claimed to be able to smell it from their seats. He used that much. Then we have the double world heavyweight title match. There was a coin toss between Bret Hart... No, sorry, wrong WrestleMania. Yokozuna gets a shot at Bret Hart for the World Heavyweight title. Yokozuna wins after Fuji throws salt in Bret's eyes. Hogan comes down to check on Bret. Hogan had previously in the pay-per-view demanded to be the number one contender for the title after the match. So Fuji challenged Hogan to face Yokozuna immediately. Hogan accepts and wins the match in 22 seconds. Another, we want Hogan back on top moment for Vince. WrestleMania 10, March 20th, 1994, Madison Square Garden. The streak is put on pause because there's no Undertaker match on this card. But there's still things to watch. Owen Hart defeated Bret Hart. Owen had just recently turned on Bret during a tag team match. Falls Count Anywhere match where Randy Savage defeated Crush. Women's title match where Alundra Blaze, Medusa Michelli, defended successfully her title against Leilani Kai. 
a numerous time champion before. The World Tag Team Titles. As Men on a Mission defeated the champions Quebecers by countout. Johnny Polo served as the Quebecers manager during their time in the WWF. It was one of the most annoying gimmicks that he had before finally coming into his own as Raven. Now we have the coin toss for the double world heavyweight title between Lex Luger and Bret Hart. Luger wins the coin toss and gets to face Yokozuna first. Mr. Perfect is the guest referee for the match, but Yokozuna defeats Luger by disqualification. Then you have the best match on the card. And one of the greatest WrestleMania matches ever. The Intercontinental Title Ladder Match, where Razor Ramon defended the title against Shawn Michaels. This was basically the granddaddy of all ladder matches. Everything has tried to come up close to that. And as we'll get to WrestleMania 2000, the one that comes closest is the tables, ladders, and chairs between the Hardy Boys, Edge and Christian, and the Dudley Boys. Then you have the second World Heavyweight title match where Bret Hart defeats Yokozuna to win the title once again with Roddy Piper as the guest referee. We move to WrestleMania 11, April 2nd, 1995, Hartford Civic Center in Hartford, Connecticut. Intercontinental title match, Razor Ramon defeated Jeff Jarrett by disqualification, but Jarrett keeps the title. Undertaker defeated King Kong Bundy to extend the streak. Larry Young, a Major League Baseball umpire, served as the guest referee for this match. I never understood that one. World Tag Team title match, where Owen Hart and Yokozuna defeated the Smoking Guns to win the titles. I Quit Match, where Bret Hart defeated Bob Backlund with Roddy Piper as the guest referee. World Heavyweight title match, where Diesel defended the title against Shawn Michaels, where basically the best part of the entire match was Pam Anderson in Diesel's corner, Jenny McCarthy in Shawn Michaels' corner. And then the second main event of the night, Lawrence Taylor defeating Bam Bam Bigelow. Pat Patterson was set up as the guest referee. This match was set up after an altercation between the two at Royal Rumble 1995. Bigelow had been pinned in the tournament final for the World Tag Team titles. The crowd booed and heckled Bigelow. Taylor was sitting at ringside heckling along with the crowd. Bigelow shoved him to the ground and refused to apologize. Instead, Bigelow challenged Taylor to the match. After Taylor won the match, DiBiase kicked Bigelow out of the Million Dollar Corporation. WrestleMania 12, March 31st, 1996, Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. There was a Hollywood backlot brawl that was through, that was pictured throughout the pay-per-view where Roddy Piper defeated Goldust. You have Ultimate Warrior defeating Hunter Hearst Helmsley for Helmsley's first defeat in the WWF. He had a mild winning streak, of course, facing guys that didn't really matter. You had The Undertaker defeating Diesel to extend The Undertaker streak. And then the infamous Iron Man match. 
30-minute time limit. Whoever got the most pinfalls in there wins. Bret Hart defending the title against Shawn Michaels. The 30-minute time limit expires with the score being 0-0. The match went into sudden death overtime and Michaels picked up the only pinfall of the match after another minute and a half. WrestleMania 13, deep in the heart of the Attitude Era, March 23rd, 1997, back at the Rosemont Horizon in Rosemont, Illinois. The Intercontinental title being defended by Rocky Maivia against the Sultan, who would go on better to be known as Rikishi or Fatu. Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeated Goldust. World Tag Team Titles, Owen Hart and the British Bulldog defended the titles against Mankind and Vader. That was a double countout. The infamous submission match was on this card. Bret Hart defeating Stone Cold Steve Austin. This was by far the best match on the card, earning PWIs and Wrestling Observer Newsletters Match of the Year for 1997. And this really cemented Stone Cold Steve Austin as a major player. Then you have the Chicago Street Fight, where Ahmed Johnson and the Legion of Doom defeated the Nation of Domination, Farouk, Crush, and Savio Vega. And then you had, continuing the streak, world heavyweight title, no disqualification. Undertaker defeating Psycho Sid to win the title again. WrestleMania 14, getting close to the end here. Light heavyweight title match where Takamichinoku successfully defends against Aguila, who would go on, better to be known as Esarios or Papichulo. The European heavyweight title where Triple H defeated Owen Hart never understood the need for the European title. If they felt they needed a third singles title, they should have brought in either a TV title or started the hardcore Brass Knuckles title. Intercontinental title match, The Rock defeated Cameron Shamrock by disqualification. World Tag Team titles dumpster match, where Cactus Jack and Chainsaw Charlie, better known as Terry Funk, defeated the New Age Outlaws to win the titles. Undertaker goes on to defeat Kane. World Heavyweight title match was... Stone Cold Steve Austin defeating Shawn Michaels for the title where Mike Tyson served as the special outside enforcer. When the referee was knocked out, Tyson came in and made a quick pinfall count for Austin to win the match. In the build-up, Tyson had sided with DX, but he turned at the end for Austin to win the match. When Michaels confronted Tyson, Tyson knocked him out and draped him with an Austin t-shirt. Even Austin says that was probably the worst title match he was ever in. But, and definitely the worst title win. WrestleMania 15, March 28th, 1999. First Union Center in Philadelphia. World Tag Team titles. Where Jeff Jarrett and Owen Hart defeated D'Lo Brown in Test. Intercontinental Four Corners title match where the Road Dog successfully defended the title against Goldust, Ken Shamrock, and Val Venus. 
The Hell in a Cell match between Undertaker and Big Boss Man. One of the best Hell in a Cell matches outside of Undertaker Mankind. And then the World Heavyweight title no disqualification match again where Austin again wins the title, this time from The Rock. Now, there had been a match earlier between Mankind and The Big Show to set up a special referee for this match. But I don't remember Mankind, who won that match, being involved. However, Vince came out at the beginning of the match to declare himself the special guest referee, but Shawn Michaels, the commissioner, sent him back to the ring. Now, the match went through three referees before Earl Hebner finally made the pinfall count. Then we get to the last of the WrestleManias of the Golden Era. WrestleMania 2000, April 2nd, 2000, once again in Arrowhead Pond in Anaheim, California. This was the card that had the World Tag Team titles up for grabs in the tables, ladders, and chairs match where Edge and Christian successfully defended their titles against the Dudley Boys and the Hardy Boys. This three-team feud was one of the greatest storylines during the Attitude Era. What these three teams could do together was absolutely awesome. Then you had what some people call the stripping of an American hero. A two-fall triple threat match for both the Intercontinental and the European titles. Kurt Angle held both titles. And he was challenged by Chris Benoit and Chris Jericho. And while I'm not the greatest fan of either of these three guys, this was easily the second best match on the card behind the tables, ladders, and chairs match. The first fall was for the Intercontinental title, where Benoit pinned Jericho. The second fall was for the European title, where Jericho pinned Benoit. This is the stripping of an American hero because Angle was a double champion. He lost both titles without being involved in the pinfall decision. While not a fan of the guys, this was one of the greatest matches written in the Attitude Era. Then you have one of the worst ones. World Heavyweight Title Fatal 4-Way Elimination Match, where Triple H successfully defended against The Rock, Mick Foley, and The Big Show. I don't remember much of this match because it was more about the McMahon family civil war because each one of the McMahon family members was in a different corner. You had Stephanie in Triple H's corner. Vince was in The Rock's corner. Shane was in The Big Show's corner. And Linda was in Foley's corner. And that's all I remember of the match. It was that bad. All right, well, that's... The first 16 WrestleManias. WrestleManias from 85 to 2000. The biggest thing going on is the Undertaker streak, which after 2000 then becomes a storyline all in itself. As stories disagree and you can watch the streak video, it might still be on Netflix, otherwise it's on WWE Network, where there's, there's still some debate as to whether... When it started, they were thinking of having a major streak for The Undertaker or not. That's a point that could be debated on another Wrestle Extravaganza, but we are past 
27 minutes now, and I want to try to get this done in 20. There's just so much that goes on in WrestleMania because it is the Super Bowl of wrestling pay-per-views. But anyway, next week, we're back in the confessional corner. We're starting the apology, the defense of the Augsburg Confession, looking at Melanchthon's greeting to the reader and why it is to the reader and not to King Charles as or Emperor Charles as the Augsburg Confession had been. We'll talk about that next week. But until then, this is Pastor Doug Minton, wishing you God's richest blessings as you wrestle with theology. Amen. Thank you for listening. If you have questions or comments about what you have heard on Wrestling With Theology, send an email to wrestlingwiththeology at gmail.com. If you have enjoyed this podcast, make sure you have subscribed so it will show up automatically on your podcast app. Please also share the podcast so that more may be equipped to wrestle with theology.